I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Opinionated Lushes Does Books and Booze, where we invite on indie authors to talk a little bit about their books, read a little segment of their books and talk about the writing process. I'm going to pass it on to Dawn to introduce this week's author. Hey everyone, how's it going? Um, Today we have the lovely SJ Magnolia joining us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been writing? Do you have any pets? What are their names? Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, currently I live in Alberta. Um, uh, I was born overseas, but I've been in Canada since 93. Um, I have three kids, a three-year-old granddaughter, two dogs, Anya and Cooper. They're little shits. Um, (laughs) I've been... Married to my best friend for 18 years. We've been together 24 and a half. Mm. <laughs> Doing the math. You're like, oh, the man. halves Dude. are important. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, since, you know, like dinosaurs roam the fucking earth. But, um, and um, I've always loved writing. Um, I did it and I wrote poetry in high school to kind of deal with stuff um, that was happening at home. And then I just kind of put it on a back burner to be a mom and be at home full time and do all those things, you know, be present. And it's funny how we think that way, because we're always like, well, we got lots of time. So, you know, like I'll do the things and then and I'll I'll be the mom and I'll do all, you know, progress mm-hmm. through life. Um, I can just do this stuff later. So, I, you know, I put a lot of things off because I really wanted to be very hands on with my kids um and then right before lockdown um for covid in 2020 um i was diagnosed with lupus and inflammatory arthritis so my whole like right before lockdown they're like here's some meds here's what you have oh by the way we're going into lockdown now you got to process all this um so you kind of have to and i've been really sick for about five or six years and they couldn't figure out what was wrong and it was really, really frustrating not having any answers. And then people sort of treating you like you were kind of imagining it. Um, so during that process, I, you know, I sat at home and I kind of thought over a lot of things and, um, I figured I'd, you know, I think it was about time to be a little more selfish with the time that I do have. Because yeah. realistically, it, it's it's not promised anymore. Like, it's a foregone conclusion that, you know, like, um, I won't live as long as I so stupidly thought I was going to before. And you have to change so many things. So I was like, well, you know, I've always wanted to write a book. So I did. Um, I always wanted to try hiking. So I hiked up a mountain. I bawled for about 10 minutes when I got to the top. Uh, a couple of people thought I had lost my marbles. Um, 
And then some lady walked up to me and asked me, you know, like, why are you crying? And I kind of told her, I said, you know, like, I didn't think that this was even remotely in the realm of a possibility for me before I found out I was sick. Mm. I'm like, and I've done it. Like I've, I'm standing here and I'm like looking and I can see like off in the far distance where the parking lot is like, it's like a tiny little dot. I said, and I did it. And then she starts crying. She hugs me. Then we start laughing. And then it was a whole moment with this complete and utter stranger on the top of this bloody mountain. And I got a picture when I got there. And when I came down, I took the picture to my tattoo artist and I started having my memories tattooed on my my body so that I would remember these things. So I've got a tattoo of my first hike. That's my awesome. wife, my second hike, and all of all of these on my right arm are my memories that I have made in the last what year is it? Twenty three years. That's fantastic. What year is it again? This year's flown by so freaking fast. Yeah. I, I just, I can't get over it, but yeah, that's the gist of it is I thought, why, why the, why the fuck not? So I did. Yeah, that's that's great, great though. That's an amazing, inspiring story to like, get yourself out there. It's, it was, yeah, it's a scary thing. Um, and you know, like a lot of, like a lot of authors, like indie authors, self-published authors, traditional published authors, you know, they they write because it's a it's a joy it's a thing they want to make a career out of it they want to you know be able to quit that full-time job and just stay home and write their stories and i always felt like a little different kind of like on the outside because that wasn't ever my reasoning to do it it was i want to be able to say that i wrote a book um and i followed through with it and i did it um i don't don't necessarily want a career out of it if i got one out of it then that's fantastic that's great that's amazing but it was more the i just want to be able to say that i did it and, and hold it in my hand and have like you know that's that substantial proof of something that i had done and followed through with that's, does that make sense yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's oh, yeah. amazing though do you, do you have your book tattooed on you? Um, no, not yet. So <laughs> we're doing a different piece because this it's kind of led me down a road that I didn't think it would take. So like when I started, I was like, okay, well, I'll write the book. I'll do a little bit of marketing. If it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, that's okay. My, my heart's not going to be broken because I'm not in it for the same reasons that a lot of authors are doing it. Um, but it, it, it just kind of took kind of a little bit of a life of its own. Um, people that I th thought that would really support me and be there and like jump on the whole, you know, like, woohoo, weren't if you know what i mean and then people that yep. in my wildest dreams i would never ever think they would write my book let alone uh or read my book uh get a hold of me reach out to me and and loved it did um so it kind of led to me you know putting myself out there a little bit more i don't like my picture taken um it's very rare you will catch me on a camera in front of anything that's just it's i'm i'm feeling brave today liquid courage and all <laughs> yeah, yeah liquid we're courage. So proud. <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about the story that you're going to be reading for us today oh sure um so the fall of baba yaga is about um anya gorbachev um she is the daughter of the pecan um, it's based out of Las Vegas and she, so Baba Yaga is essentially a Russian fairy tale. Um, she was a witch that lived in the woods on a hut that had chicken legs for the base of her house and it would move all over. And she was either, um, she was either helpful or she wasn't, but she was told as a bedtime story to children to scare them into behaving. Like if you don't behave, 
Baba Yaga is going to come and get you. Um, so essentially like our boogeyman kind of thing. Um, I've always been fascinated with the folklore and I have noticed that um, a lot of romance books have amazing stories, great male uh, MMCs, great female MCs, but they all essentially follow kind of the same like storyline, like girl meets guy, they fall in love. She changes a lot of things. Um, it's like a foregone conclusion kind of thing. Like, you know, essentially where it's, um, and I wanted Anya to be messier than that. So she is Baba Yaga. So she essentially kills people for her father. Um, if you cross him, then you, you meet Baba Yaga and you're, you're dead. Like you don't ever, whatever. And, um, along comes this Irish MMA fighter that's come to Vegas to fight in her dad's casino and he sends her to babysit and it's a uh, hands off like you don't touch him you don't whatever you're to watch him get him from point a to point b and that's it and he's essentially told the same thing and she gets to know him on a level that she doesn't know other people and then she starts kind of thinking because he's very different from her. He's got very different values, very different thought processes. Like he grew up completely different from her. Um, and she starts to kind of question some of the things that she's done. And there's a lot of backwards deals. And the man that she's sort of betrothed to is like a disgustingly brutal dickwad that you absolutely hate. Um, and it's messy and gritty, but I ultimately wanted her to choose him, not need him, not whatever. It had to be a choice for her. Um, not have to rely on him, like exactly. It, it like, she I doesn't. She him. she doesn't need his ass to do it. Like it, it yeah. has to be a choice for her. And it all leads up to a moment where she's given an option. Brafa is essentially and he, and to this day they still exist they still they're still out there they still run there whatever it's forever the only way you get out is if you're dead yeah so she's given there's a choice that she's gonna have to make you'll have to read it to find out what she chooses <laughs> but she's given a choice it's it's her loyalty to the bratva or to this newfound life and conscience that she didn't realize that she had sounds good i'm excited Sonia, to hear do that. you have the words i do so we have fate father and the word that's gonna get us super crap faced i <laughs> so. i didn't know if you'd actually pick that word because i like read through it and i was like oh god we picked I'm like, all babe, words <laughs> they might they might be extremely intoxicated by the end of that one. I don't see the problem. Yeah. There's no problem. <laughs> it's not an issue. <laughs> We're in our houses. It's okay. Like really, what trouble could we get into? My bed is right there. <laughs> perfect. Can we just nosedive it? Okay. Have a good night. Nice speaking to you. <laughs> Exactly. I have to exactly. walk over my dogs, but besides that, it's it's right safe. Just them to walk you over there. Just be like rocking. My one here. dog can. Yeah, my one dog is 150 pounds, and like, oh my god, tall. I could ride him like a pony. He he could carry me. <laughs> Perfect. Just lay, have lay over the back of them like a sack of potatoes, and be like that way. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> All right, okay. so we're going to mute our mics because we don't want you having to hear a slurp during this uh, reading, and you're going to read, and we're going to get drunk. Okay, sounds good to me. Whenever you're ready. All right, so I'll be reading from chapter one. Um, this is from Anya's point of view, and she says, I have never believed in fate. Fate is for fools who believe in love at first sight. Fools who believe that because monsters don't hide under the bed, they don't exist. I've always scoffed at such nonsense, even though the events leading up to my fall from grace could be considered just that. I have had something of a grudge against destiny, 
ever since the fates were cruel enough to make me the sole female heir to my father's empire. He had wanted a son. I longed for a baby boy to pass his blood-stained crown to. Instead, he had me. Someday soon, I will be forced to marry a man of my father's choosing. Punishment for being a woman? Or just how things are done? It's not up to me to question these things. I suppose you could call that fate as well. Nobody sees me as anything other than a woman who should know her place. I'm the daughter and only child of Anatoly Gorbachev, the Khan of the Bratva, one of the most ruthless, unyielding mafia bosses to ever rule. This precarious position has given me many names. To him, I am Anya. His business associates, both the legitimate and the less savory, simply call me Gorbachev's daughter. To them, I'm just a pretty face, his princess. Little do they know that behind this pretty face, I am just like my father. Fearless, cunning, ruthless, and unyielding. You will never see me coming. To those who unfortunately cross my father, I go by another name altogether. If we meet in the dark of night, my face will be the last one you will ever see. I am Baba Yaga. I may not live in a hut with chicken legs, but I am far more dangerous. Baba Yaga can be a help or a hindrance, a curse or a boon. I imagine she is similar to what you Americans would call the boogeyman. Only I am real. If you are sent to me, there is no second chance. It will be your execution. In our circles, word, word travels on wings. Rumors and gossip fly especially fast. They say my father shed a tear when I was born. They say I'm a cold bitch with no heart. Perhaps they are right. I keep people at a distance, and I have never lost sleep over the things I have done. I serve my father with unquestionable loyalty. After strapping my kunai knives to my thigh, I run my fingers over the dresses in my closet. Most of them are red, tasteful corals to deep, lush crimson tones. Blood money bought them, so it seems only fitting. Choosing a blood-red knee-length dress, I slip it on and pair it with stiletto heels. Mask on, I need to prepare for the performance. Today, my father has me smiling and schmoozing an up-and-coming fighter coming to Vegas for a shot at a title match. My father has several investments, and this faceless and most likely obnoxious fighter is his latest one. If it has the potential for profit, Anatoly's in on it, whether it's fighting, hotels, casinos, or prostitution. Most of Vegas's economy is connected to him in one way or another. As I grab my leather jacket, phone, and keys, I can't seem to shake this gut feeling that I'm unprepared for what's next. In my line of work, I've come to trust my instincts. They're never wrong, and they've saved me more than once. As I step onto the elevator of my penthouse suite, I can't help thinking my life is about to change. I hope I'm ready for it. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique, and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I, like, finished a drink already. Yeah. <laughs> I was burping a lot during. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that was Mike. drink level expert. I yes, love we it. love it. It was like chug, chug, chug. I was thinking of you. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate that. We appreciate so much. <laughs> I, I thought you might. <laughs> so is this your first novel? It is. Um, how long did it take you to write it? It took me, I'd, I'd say, probably about the two years. Um, just with uh, adjustments to, like, medications, lifestyle, like, all the ups and downs of my my disease kind of, it was in waves. So, mm-hmm. like, I'd have, like, a good portion where I'd just go hard and write, write, write. And then I'd have to, like, take a little while to kind of recharge. And then I'd come back at it. And um, the second book is coming along a lot quicker. Um, uh, that should be releasing next year. Ooh. So that's coming right away. And then there also are um, a few characters in the first book that will be getting their own story later i don't tell anybody i want to see if they can actually guess and it's been really really cool because i'll get messages and they're like if they don't get their own story i'll be really mad (laughs) and i'm like well that's not who i was planning on it but um i gave enough information about each of the core people that you meet that they they could get their own story later um but um there is one gentleman in there that you will will meet that's a little bit of a helper um he's gonna get his own story along with his four brothers so they'll be next after book two nice i like that do you have any like other unpublished half finished things you're working on um i actually wrote my memoirs they are just about done um the cover is picked um you guys would like it would totally be right up your alley i was in a designer group and they do like pre-mates or whatever and she had a sale and i was just kind of skimming through and i saw it and i was like yep that's the one that's the one i'll take that one please like right now hit the checkout button as fast as i could and then when I showed everyone, they just laughed because they were like, yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote um, three children's books. Oh, um, I'm looking I'm looking for a new illustrator. Um, and they're they're gonna be adventures with Gammy. It's all about me becoming a grandma for the first time. Oh, and so all the stuff that we do together and whatever so the first three is her birth and then her first halloween and her first uh christmas so those are are completely done and the illustrator is using actual photos so they are actually me and her just kind of whatever and um her yeah like her birth all the all the crazy fun things that we do together <laughs> are going to be in this series. And then, um, so while writing book two, I had uh, an idea for a fantasy romance, which is something different for me anyway. But it nagged at me and nagged at me and nagged at me. And then I just happened to enter um, a couple contests. I have like the worst luck ever. And then by like some miracle, I like won both. So I won the cover for the fantasy book. So it's done. Um, And then I also won a map 
um, that'll be done for me I for the inside of the book. Books. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, so it'll have its own <laughs> map in the first like two pages or whatever. So that's been drawn up. It's got to get sent off to him, and it's a whole thing. I think I bit off more than I can chew, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I love maps and books because it really helps with the world building. Yes, yes I do. Right? I do really liked it. I was like, and I think that's what came to me first was like, I could see like where she lived, um, like the surroundings or whatever. And the idea just, it just nagged at me and nagged at me and nagged at me until I just closed, opened another window on my, word and just kind of plopped it all in there like brain dumped it so i could actually get back to what i was supposed to be doing so it the the plots there the characters are there um it's all point form ready to go um i think it's going to be my nano project this year uh for nano rimo i i'll probably start that um because book two will be finished it's just going to be um a wait to get into the editor yeah um yeah we had some family stuff this year um that kind of derailed my my timeline yeah (laughs) so i wasn't able i wasn't able to get it to the editor at the beginning of september like when it was available and my editor who's just she's amazing um she's book solid so For the rest of the year so i have to wait until next year now to get it in but it'll be done ready and good to go um okay so- i oh. was sorry i was just gonna ask just because we were talking about like the maps and then we were also talking about characters what do you find to be more difficult uh character development or world building i think um Probably a little bit of both, maybe. Um, I write how I talk. So um, it's, thank God my editor can like, (laughs) you know, read between the lines. Um, Like I was born overseas, so I'm English. I don't have a accent anymore. Um, But so I have that like dry humor you know what i mean and it's like i'm i'm very sarcastic but everything plays out in my head so when i'm writing i essentially just write like it's it's coming to me like it's playing through so sometimes it doesn't quite um translate (laughs) translate so like she'll have to like write me and be like what the fuck does that even mean sarah <laughs> like what, what does that even mean here <laughs> because it'll be like a slang term that i am used to saying but i'm like writing canadian uh, yeah <laughs> but then yeah. In, the, in the back of my head I'm like worried that it won't translate to American. So she says like, sometimes it's all over the board because I'm talking like an English person writing like a Canadian person. And then every once in a while I'll remove a letter. So it looks American. She's like, can you just pick a language? And like, which one do you want me to stick with? And I'm like, well, just go with American English and then it'll go straight across the board. But like every once in a while, she has to email me back and be like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like, what, what in God's name did you mean by that? And then I'll explain it. And she's like, oh, oh, Um, well, let's pick maybe a different word choice. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's rephrase that a little. Let, oh, let's make it understandable to the masses, please. <laughs> um, so as you said, you're Canadian and you have an editor. Being Canadian, was it hard to find your editor and like your illustrator for your covers and all that? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's and it, and it and it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear. It's expensive. There's a lot of things that I think 
people don't realize when you are an indie author and you are self-publishing, like just how much is on you to do. It, in when you're looking for an editor, you have to be able to find someone. It's not just find an editor and woo, you're done. <laughs> like it, you have to find someone that's going to gel with you, um, understands your personality, can can distinguish your voice in your writing, and then not take away from it, but help enhance it if that makes any sense. Like my editor, she, we talked for quite a bit before I did like hire her on. Um, and I did send her like a sample piece so that she could read it. So she could kind of tell mm -hmm. what kind of a writer I was and what kind of a person I was. And like, we just wanted to make sure it was a really, really good fit. Cause I have had author like friends of mine that, have just sort of taken the first author or editor that they could find that was affordable for them. And it just wasn't a very good relationship. Like they weren't very happy with how their book was edited. They felt like it didn't sound like them by the time it was done. Like there's lots of things that people don't, you, you the two biggest pieces of advice I got was never cheap out on a good editor and never cheap out on a good cover. Like everything else you can learn yourself, like the marketing, the whatever, you can figure that out. But those are two things that you should never, ever, ever chimp out on. Because your book will be what catches the reader's attention mm -hmm. and your writing is what's going to keep them there. So like they, it's like a mute point. Like you have to make sure that you you cover those two bases for sure. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice. I like, that was my next question. So, um, so what advice I, you give an author? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. What advice have you that, received? That, That's that was my, that was my, yeah, yeah, that was my two. That was my two biggest things was yeah. Don't cheap out on a good editor and don't cheap out on a cover. That's really good advice. Like that. Cause it, it it's obvious once you say it, right? Like what mm -hmm. it's, you don't think about it, but it's yeah, <laughs> obvious advice. Oh, I, I mean, I find a lot of advice is obvious advice, right? But After you like, hear it, right? Right, <laughs> like, like we ask a lot of the authors, what advice would you give to new indie authors? And most of it is right, that's just right, right, right. which yeah. is obvious, but it's <laughs> like also like, no, but for sure, you need to make sure you fucking write, you know. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And, and another thing is, don't self edit your first draft. I was <laughs> so bad. I was so bad. I was so bad. The first, like the first book, like the first little while, I just kept rereading like the first little bit, and then I would tweak it, and then I, you know, like well, add to it, and then I'd walk away, come back a little bit later, and then I'd add to it, but I'd read the first part again to get reacquainted, and then I was tweaking it, and it was taking. I was like, "Why is this taking so fucking long?" Yeah. <laughs> and my editor was like, "Stop doing that! Like the first draft is a dumpster. Like it's shit." Yeah. It, you just have to get it in your head and like get over it. The first draft is never good. And that goes for any author on this planet from a newbie to a New York times bestselling author. Your first draft is always shit. That's why it's yeah. called a first draft. Yeah. So she said like, just write it down. It doesn't matter if it's not making sense or if it's a little out of order, it's whatever. It's just get it all down on the paper as fast as you can to get it out and then you go back in and start breaking it up and fixing where you think it needs to be fixed or whatever else. Yeah. Don't take 20 times longer than you should. Like I did. <laughs> so you said that like you were interested in doing fantasy. How many genres like, would you say you're comfortable doing or that you want to try? I don't think it was a matter of like, I didn't consciously choose to like try fantasy it was more the idea came to me and wouldn't go away not kind of thing like it just like it would not go it niggled at me for about a week and a half before i finally was like okay i got it 
<laughs> I'll write it down and then we'll we'll come back to it later when I'm done the books that I need to be working on right now. Yeah. Like, um so I'm I'm honestly I'm I'm not above writing anything. I I think the I think the only thing that scares me, I will be completely honest, is historical romance. I love mm -hmm. historical romance. I love it. I love it. I love it. I am a huge fan of it. But where I am right now, I don't think I could do it justice. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. it, it takes a lot of research and a lot of, a lot of time and a lot of, to be accurate. I don't yeah. like historical romances that you read and you can tell that they just took like the bare minimum <laughs> to make it fit the story and then like slipped it kind of together like I am like a diehard. I want to know like all the shit. Like I want to know the nitty gritty, the 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 honesty of the times. Like I want it. If you're gonna talk about 1692, then I want to know about 1692. Yeah, um, so I think that's the only the only subgenre of romance that I I think I would be afraid to dabble in. I think that would be like maybe a way later thing yeah when you if have the time ever. right because you have to do that research like i think that's why i wouldn't even attempt that because if you get one thing wrong someone's gonna find it and someone will find it. make sure you know that you are wrong what era there, was, there there was one thing actually in the bobby yaga book um i had done research and google was a liar Oh, oh no! Google lied. Google, Google lied to me, and a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, that's in agriculture. She was like, um, "Sarah, <laughs> that's not actually like the tool to full on that that full on does that." And I'm like, "Yeah, but if you enter into Google what you're looking for, that's what it tells you it is." I'm like, yeah. so in my defense, it was Google's fault. Yeah, and only, and only someone with a background in agriculture is gonna bloody know that was a yeah. faux pas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's what's gonna happen, right? That's the person that's gonna find it and tell you, and you'd be like, crap. Like you'd be leaving Google no, because you know she, Google. Yeah, I opened it and I was like, she's like, Sarah. I just want to let you know. And I knew right then, I'm like, oh God, what did I do? And then I read it and I was like, fucking Google. <laughs> Lion Google. Lion fucking Google. But no, like I did a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of research into the Bratva. Mafia has always really, really fascinated me. It's a little bit morbid. Like I... I'm pr I probably should get my head checked maybe just a little bit, but oh, like, same. I, I love the nitty gritty of it. And I love that they were so ruthless and, and deadly and evil, but the loyalty that they had for their families and their wives and their children. And like, it just, it was so contradictory to the things that they did. Like they could go out in the morning, shoot a couple guys, break a couple kneecaps and they're home for dinner because if they're five minutes late, their mama and their wife are going to whoop their asses. And they're oh, like, no, I have to be, I have to be home for five. Like you don't fucking mess with mom. Like I got, I got to go home. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like the, the names of the characters in my book are actual names of Rotfa members through history. I've essentially just switched first names and last names and yeah. done two first names with two last names. I've done it that way. I don't want to end up in a six foot hole anywhere. Like <laughs> yeah. don't don't come <laughs> for me. Canada's like where is she? <laughs> don't come for me. There I actually is there actually is Bratva in Canada. There is. You, you don't hear about it, but there is, they're everywhere. Um, I had to learn what they were into, how their dealings were, how their hierarchy works. The only piece of my book that I guess you can say is truly fictional is Anya wouldn't have the position that she had in the story in real life. 
If she was born to the pecan, she basically would have had her betrothal to his right-hand man who would take his seat in the family. Yeah. Um, she wouldn't have had any importance or significance because she it's is female. female. Yeah. So that's yeah, the only I real, know. truly fictional part of it, but... No, that's so great. I love I love mafia. I was I'm on a mafia kick right now, actually. Um, right yeah. about Irving. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite author? Oh God, I have too many. Oh, God. <laughs> Top five then. Well, right now, <laughs> yeah, today. Oh, right now, today. Okay. Um, well, I guess I'll go with what I'm reading. So like I read, I read arcs for people. Like, I think that's the biggest contradictory about me is like, I am writing and I am an author or whatever, but I am the hugest like book nerd ever. Um, I love books. I love featuring authors on my blog. I love talking about authors. I love talking about books. Um, I am, a like, I, I will be your cheerleader for like anything you, you need me in your corner. I am your girl. I will be there. I will be loud. I will be intrusive. You'll probably, you know, like be a little bit embarrassed, but <laughs> I will be there. Um, so I just finished, um, an arc for Sarah Jagger. It's a shifter romance. So, uh, smoke was the first one. And then the second book is Lena's story. And, uh, she ended up making it a duet for her story. That was just the way it came to her. So I read, uh, Hayes was first and then blaze was second. I think that's how it worked or the other way around. Either way, it's, <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying. Anyway, it was, it was so good. It's like shifter royalty. It's nitty. It's gritty. It's, it's dirty. It's, it's got all the goods. Like, I devoured them in like a couple days. It was it there. And then I just finished the third book of the Binding Chronicles by Elena R. Gallia. She's a fellow Canadian. Um, hers are, it's a fantasy. It's about a human that is forced into marriage with a vampire prince. And okay. oh, it's like bloody intrigue. Uh, there's magic. There's fey. There's oh, lots of blood. Lots of blood. <laughs> um, and yeah, and she is a nerdy like bookworm human that gets <laughs> like thrown into this shit. And his mother, the queen, is his maker, and she's like pure evil incarnate. Um, so so good. I arc read all three of those, and like. <laughs> and then uh cassie alexander i just finished the arc for her third one i arc read all three of hers as well hers is like a beauty and the beast kind of retelling okay, so, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> and then she, like the beast has a little creature he's the mix between a cat and a spider and he's like super super cute she's got him on like stickers and pillows and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and then i did i did cave and i read the the fourth wing by rebecca yaros putting it off like i'm one of those people that if it is extremely hyped up i will run as fast as i can in the opposite ass direction because i am just i'm not a hype girl like yeah. i still haven't read the bridgerton books i haven't even watched the show to be perfectly honest because it's the same. show i haven't read the books <laughs> i haven't done either so yeah like i just i actually got to meet julia quinn last september when i was in san diego with my friend who was an attending author at a historical romance retreat okay that was awesome if you guys ever get the chance to go to one go to one it, it was four days of like they had classes during the day and then each night had a different event. Like, uh, there was a wigs and wenches night. I dressed up like a wench and I got taxed for my decollet. <laughs> I love that. 
I got taxed. There was gambling, there was drinking, and then they had a Scottish Gaelies, so everyone was in their kilts and, and dresses and and we danced and then we had uh on the Saturday was the um the big book event. So they let the public in for that too. So you could meet all of your favorite authors. I got to meet an author that I've been reading for years. So I kind of fangirled a little bit. <laughs> um, and then I got to meet Julia Quinn and I felt like such a noob because she was like, Oh, have you read the books? I'm like, no, she's like, have you seen she's like, she's like, have you seen the show? And I'm like, no <laughs> and she's like oh she's like can i ask why and i'm like i'm just there's so much attention on it right now that i don't want to be let down like <laughs> i hate when things yeah. get hyped up so much and then you have these big huge expectations and then you go in and you're like what the fuck guy yeah yeah <laughs> I like, hate when somebody know. gets so hyped up from a, like a certain author and then they turn out to be a piece of shit. Like, yes, yes, like Harry Potter. She's <laughs> like, fair enough. I said, so when it dies down a little bit, then I'll visit it or whatever. But with Fourth Wing, it took me like four months to get a copy of the damn book, like, because it was sold out everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. <laughs> So Everywhere. I had to like basically do this the entire time I was on Instagram and TikTok because you fucking assholes were all spoiling it for me. <laughs> so I'm like, as soon as it read fourth wing in the caption, I'm like, keep going. No, You're no, not going to no, ruin this for me. Cover? Go, go, go. Go, 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 go. go. <laughs> and then 52 videos later, I'm like, is somebody talking about anything else? Like anything, anything, anything. Come on. But no. I read it. And it did live up to the hype. I, I'm hands down. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Good. I even, uh, a friend of mine even had a dragon 3d printed for me That's to so sit, uh, to sit on my book. Um, so I get it tomorrow. That's exciting. So, uh, yeah. My little, I totally so I know, know what I want for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want a 3D printed dragon. You I, got a black, I got a big black one. I'll send you guys. I'll send you guys pictures. Like you, you yeah. got to see the thing. I am so excited for this. I'm like, I'm not 12, I'm but so I'm a grown ass woman, now. but I'm like, I want a 3D dragon. Can I have a 3D I dragon? I love dragons. <laughs> I love anything fantasy. I have a giant dragon tattooed on my back. That is awesome. Yeah, so it, it was up to the hype, but I, yeah, I read, I will read just about anything. I am, like, I can devour just, just about anything, as long as it's got, like, a good story, a good baseline. Um, and I can usually tell in the first chapter if it's something that I'm, I'm going to enjoy or I'm not going to enjoy. Um, yeah. And if you haven't gotten me by the end of the first chapter, then I I, I can't finish it. I just won't. You just yeah. put it down, walk away. Yeah. I just put it. Yeah. I just put it down, and I'll just no, no. And then I have had, I think one or two books in the entire time I've been reading that I have gotten maybe halfway through, and something about the way they wrote a situation. Like I don't have very many triggers. Like I can handle just about anything. But I think it's how you write it, I think, is yeah. what makes the difference. Yeah. And there was oh, just, yeah. I think, the way it was written, I was very, like, it was ick. Like, it was yeah. ick. Like, I was like, that makes me actually feel a little bit sick. sick to the stomach. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't finish that. Um, but that that's happened very, very rarely. <laughs> fair, fair, though. Fair. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you always were you like always a writer? I know you like talked about why you waited so long to actually like finish a book, but did you write as a child? Was writing always your artistic outlet? I guess is yeah, that what with, along with the poetry you did in high school. Was there right, other like, like yeah, like I wrote, I wrote a story I think in elementary that they bound in a book for me like you know with the little plastic coil yeah. things on the side <laughs> yeah i remember um, doing one of those too yeah 
I had to, yeah, it was right before actually I moved here to like to Canada. I'd written a book and they had bound it for me and I still have it. It's in a, it's in my box or whatever <laughs> with my name on it, with all my childhood stuff on it. Um, I've always done, I've always been very creative. I think that was kind of like my outlet. My dad's last, my dad was British military. So his last deploy deployment was he got back right before we moved here. Um, and the man Did that you came... ever live on the Edmonton base? No, no, we lived in Medicine Hat. Um, and uh, he like was out at Suffield. Okay, I was military brat and I lived on the Edmonton base. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we just lived it, we just lived in Medicine Hat and the housing that they had there. Yeah. Um, I might have visited it maybe when I was like a lot younger, but I never know. Small. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, my my dad. Like the man that came back wasn't my dad anymore. So yeah, he, he left um, shortly after, and I had to become the adult. That was just the way it is. My mom wasn't just wasn't mentally there anymore and couldn't take care of anybody, let alone herself. So I had to become an adult and grow up very, very quickly. So I had to figure out ways to kind of express what I was feeling and what I was thinking. And like, um, so I took to creating. So I drew, I wrote poetry. I taught myself how to scrapbook and then it just sort of progressed from there. So I taught myself how uh, to sew, um, taught myself how to build furniture. I'm basically one of those people that like, don't ever tell me no. That's yeah. great. It, it never works out well for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my husband, you'd think he'd have learned this by now, but he still <laughs> has not. They never like, learn. They, they never, never. always learn last. Like, like don't ever laugh. like I am one of those people that like you tell me no and I'm like bet. Yeah. <laughs> like challenge accepted. <laughs> so like people always you know, like boys in high school were always like, Oh, girls don't know how to do that. Girls don't know how to do that, or girls shouldn't do that. And I'm like, Okay, well, say less. So <laughs> it was and then I and I I got a really good business out of it eventually like um I learned how to you know use tools and do woodworking and I sell a bunch of stuff that I make and yeah it's just anything creative anything that can help me use my hands use my mind you know like it's just it's peaceful for me like I will I will try just about anything. The only thing I can't do is I can't knit and I can't crochet. I have been taught like 30 times. No lie. My mother-in-law is always reteaching me and knitting and crocheting is a skill that just, I just can't pick up. Like it's ridiculous. It's funny. Cause I can knit. Can't crochet. <laughs> no idea. Well, easy peasy though. I'm left-handed. So like, and every, everyone I know is right-handed. So they're trying to teach me and I'm like, that just looks ass backwards to me. Like, can you, because it is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for admitting, you have to remember you're stab him in the chest, throw him over a cliff, strangle him. And then you got stab again. <laughs> That's, it helps remember. <laughs> I do. You know, I think, yeah, by Christmas, I'll be like a knitter. I'll be like, what are you doing, honey? Oh, I'm stabbing him. I'm strangling him. I think he might be a little bit concerned then. <laughs> I so, do that. I don't know what it's called, but like, it's like a circle and like, it's like corking, I guess it's called. Like, and you just, there's like. Oh, yeah, you, you, you do the weaving. Yeah. Is it weaving? Yeah, a circle, and, you, and yeah. then you like there's and like the, the yeah, like a snake, right? Yeah, it comes out like the snake. Yeah. You just make snakes. 
I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I can only what I make can snakes. I can only make snakes. I have like bags and bags of snakes I end up with. I You're like, it's a them. scarf. It's just a really oh. skinny, long snake. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they're calling it nowadays. I got a bag full of snakes. <laughs> don't let me. Those are just my snakes. Yes. Don't go in that drawer. It's my snakes. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm on to you, ladies. <laughs> I've got the code down now. If they're talking about snakes, they're not talking about snakes. So I just found my new business venture. I'm going to make snakes, and they're going to be dildo hats. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the snake covers. That's what you can even call them. That's I make snake covers. Time. That's fantastic. I'm gonna do it on TikTok. I'll just start here. Yeah, <laughs> start selling snake covers. <laughs> Does your snake need a body cover? Here you go. Yeah, perfect, perfect. People <laughs> would buy it. Actually, you know that, right? Like, what? yeah, you go through airport security, and he'd be like, "What the hell is all this? Those are snake covers." <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you want one, sir? Do you want one? <laughs> Is your snake no more turtle turtle for you. Here's a snake cover. <laughs> no embarrassment ever again. Oh, you should put that in the infomercial. Perfect. And he didn't even drink as much as you guys. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I can't believe we're gonna put this on YouTube. <laughs> yes, yes. Who's <laughs> gonna be in with the party? Well, <laughs> I'm out of questions. Does <laughs> have any last-minute questions? I know this new business venture now. What are you gonna call it? Slipper, slippery snake covers. Snake, 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 snuggle warmers. Snake. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe like uh cozy. I don't know something with like sex toy, like <laughs> like so they don't like bang together. Like they protect them. They don't get like dinged up when you're traveling with them. Like snake so, you know. protectors. <laughs> like they're snake like. Yeah. Dildo knitted condoms. Yeah. So friendly. <laughs> Don't use them. That's not good. Don't use those ladies. That's not something if a man comes to you. That's a little chafing. Oh, that, that's just a mess. That's not good. That's how you end up asking for child support. Not a knitted cover. Boy math. I do. That's why I'm like, oh no, I can't talk because I'm just gonna hiccup and burp at the same time. Oh my god. Uh and this would be a great time for you to do out your promo. <laughs> yeah, where can we find you, Sarah? <laughs> well, ladies and gents, <laughs> this is my book. <laughs> you can find it on Amazon. <laughs> I'll get my shit together. The link trees at the bottom. You can find it everywhere. You can find my socials. Jesus Christ. And if you need a snake warmer for your toy while you're reading it, do you just need to see one of these? <laughs> All the links will be in the description below. Oh, and I can 3D print hooks for it. So like when you're not like you know, like it'll look like a banana fruit stand, but it'll be to hold your like um Thing like you put your dildo in the snake holder and I'll have a hook. And and you you yeah, <laughs> perfect. There you uh, go. Holder and covers box set. <laughs> okay. okay, I can't breathe. <laughs> Thank you so much, SJ Magnolia, for the wonderful merch ideas. <laughs> I do what I can. I do what I can. 
Market it. <laughs> Market it. I don't even have an open right now. So I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do a book box and everyone could get a, a, a shirt cover that matches. <laughs> Perfect. We'll just make dick yeah. sleeves for every genre. Dick sleeves. Yeah, every, every genre. Yeah. Yeah. Every genre. <laughs> you want a dragon, like, snake sleeve? I got you. I don't know if they're making a I know a guy. No promise. It'll accommodate every size. Yeah. You could even like name it after the genres. You'd be like, you got your monster snake sleeve, you got your dragon <laughs> snake sleeve, you got your wiggly worm snake sleeve. Like yeah, we, we got we got you covered. <laughs> we got you covered. Oh wink. Oh wink. <laughs> You're oh. alien green if you're suddenly into that. Like we we no, got it's blue. you. It's blue. <laughs> it's oh, blue it's the blue now. Okay, yeah. well we're not doing green anymore. Yeah, green. So last season we're into blue. <laughs> well, aren't the orcs green? No, they're blue. I thought. Or orcs? no, wait. orcs are like gray, aren't they? Orcs are usually gray. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I saw a romance cover on TikTok, and they were it was like a green looking dude with like the horns. Uh, well, how which, to... which mind you, like I would be a little bit concerned about those right? things. Like, also, extra, extra piercings on your like little meat curtains. Oh my god, uh, what yeah. if you got stuck? Like he's like <laughs> down there. And like like impaled your lips, and you're like yeah, stuck yeah. wide open like this the entire the rest yeah. of your life. Like, the, <laughs> like after you have kids, they can like stretch a little further, you know? Like they're gone. Like it's, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, fucking kids. Fucking kids. <laughs> I love well, you. I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean this. Don't that's, listen to your mother. No, that's literally what I say every day. I love you and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to go to bed, you guys. I know. I was going to say thank you so much. Aren't you? Yeah, you guys are two hours ahead of me. We're I'm at, a, I'm at 11. Yeah, yeah. she's, 11 she's a little, oh, like more farther. She's a maritime provincer. Yeah, oh, boy. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock for me. <laughs> it's oh, still man. early for you. I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on. Like that was thank you for having me. That was such an ins. Like the way you uh look at writing is very insightful like the idea of it just like you're not using it as like a career but more of just like this is your creative outlet in total yeah. and whatever happens happens is such a refreshing way to look at it mm -hmm. yeah like, like new view right like it's just yeah i love it yeah yeah so yeah like i didn't i didn't do it so that i'd be like you know a new york times or whatever the get on any kind of list if i did you know like woohoo yay but that's not kind of my thing it was just it was i wanted to do it for the pure joy of doing it and to say that i did it and it was like a bucket list kind of i did it, Woo! Did it. you did it you did it you wrote a book that's more than i can say so <laughs> i'm always like so impressed like every time we have a guest on books and booze i'm always like you guys wrote a book like that's huge so congratulations and i think the another thing that a lot of people don't realize is and anyone can write a book anyone can write a book it, it, if if you have an idea a thought uh, a story that you think needs to be told whether it's your story or a different story or whatever anyone can write a book just do it. It it it, it do does it. It, do, it doesn't need to be something that if you don't want to if you don't even want it out in the world, don't just get get it printed. Have that for yourself for that you know like just to say you were you know you did it. It was it was a labor of love. I wanted to be creative. I wanted to do this, and I did it. That's right. It doesn't have to go any further than that. Yes, like that's a big thing. Is everyone thinks creativity out like 
being creative needs to be sold. It needs to be no. like if it's not if it's That's not capitalism thought, yes, propaganda, right? right? Yeah. If don't it's not get thought, it twisted. It's not good, right? Yeah. So it's just because you can create. Are buying it. Yes, you can create without it being create for creativity's sake. Exactly. 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 All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, guys. this was so Me much fun. Too. So again, you can I find out with you ladies again. <laughs> of course. Yeah. As soon as your yeah. next one comes yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Book two. You're yeah. coming back. Come Book two. On yeah. back. Deal. Done. <laughs> yeah. And so, so all the, your links are going to be in the description for all of our listeners. So thank you so much for being on. And we'll see you all next Thursday with another indie author. Good yeah. night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions.